When you're married, you don't get that anymore. Welcome to Beer Plus 3, where we are working towards world peace, one beer at a time. In studio, we have the queen of all her dreams, it's Bree Edwards. That's right! <laughs> also welcome, he's known as Thunderball for reasons only known to him, it's Rick Anderson. Hello. And the man I came for, it's Mike Zamora. I also come for you. I have an itch right there. And together we congeal to form Beer Plus Three. I think that was probably the loudest fucking intro we've ever had. Thank you, Death Metal Bree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I'm getting t shirts. Death Metal Bree. But the cheese. <laughs> Good God. As the guy wearing the headphones listening to this through the mixer, I have to uh, say my eardrums appreciate your uh, lyrical prowess. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was startling. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'd probably sound very much like that too if all my blowjobs were going to stop. <laughs> I'm not sure how that always comes back around to blowjobs for you, but well, I mean, I got I got to tell you, very recently I got this new toy in the mail. It's a it's called a drone. I don't know if any of my friends have a drone yet. I might be yeah. the first drone person. Yeah, yeah a robot. Somebody has a robot. Yeah. It's almost like a drone. Almost. Yeah. Somebody rolls around on the floor. <laughs> so, so I had this brilliant idea after purchasing the drone. I thought, why don't I take this drone to the park? Right, like you know, we live on this hill, so I figure right. the park is on the hill. So if you're at the top of the park, you're up very high. So I can get like a, a fantastic oh, picture. Yeah, yeah, I'll just cool. fly this fucking drone directly up and get this great. Oh, picture. you meant an actual drone? I thought you were talking about a sex toy. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, never mind. I'm going to put my mic down okay. again. Who needs sex toys when you got this all day? Okay. All day. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so um, so tell us about your drone I think experience. You, you meant all up. day dick, and that was completely yeah, different. That was, ADD. That, that's a little yeah. different. Yeah. So, so you know, we walked to the park, and, uh, you know, the first thing upon arriving there with the children, um, and they were eager to fly the drone. Yeah. As any child would be. Yeah. Uh, as I start they notice, broke it. I start noticing that there's trees around, right? Like, oh, like in no. a park, you would notice there's trees. But I've walked past this park several times and never really noticed that there's like trees and bushes in this park because right. I didn't really give a fuck. Right. But suddenly, I've got this drone that could potentially fly into trees, and suddenly, I was given a fuck. <laughs> but I had already set the kids out on this tale. I was like, "Yeah, we're today is going to be the most excellent Saturday in Olympia we've had. Yeah. We're going to go fly a drone in the park and get pizza afterwards." Right. And how did that work out? <laughs> I well, I couldn't tell him no. No, uh, I, I see too many trees around, so I, I hand the, the drone to the boy and the controls, and I say, "Okay, go ahead. Uh, just be aware there's a tree over there. I want you to stay away from the tree. Let's not try to get this drone stuck in the tree." And it went right to the tree. <laughs> well, well, it goes up in the air, and then suddenly a gust of wind hits it, and yeah, it goes right into the tree. Now we had been flying it for the past week in the house, where there the the largest gust of wind you're going to get is somebody farting <laughs> and while that might move the drone a couple of inches it doesn't move it feet so suddenly we've got wind and the drone the drone is moving feet yeah and it hits the tree <sighs> of course God. is it okay is your drone okay 
I'm telling a tale, man, and obviously it's going <laughs> to... I'm concerned. I'm into the tale. Uh, well, I'm letting you know that during the course of this tale, we're going to find out how yeah. the drone is doing. Yeah. Excellent. Meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> drone hits a tree. I see the drone starting to fall out of the tree, and I notice that underneath the tree where the drone is starting to fall is... And, and, and this is a park again. Like I said, I've walked past it, but not taken in any of the fucking details. There's a, a yeah. stream... Oh, in the middle of this park, and a, stream, a stream that's flowing really well because it's been raining as it does in Olympia oh, no. day and night for the last week. Yeah, was there an alligator in the stream or no? no but no, I saw okay. a turtle, <laughs> so I had to jump the stream to get to the now falling drone. Yeah, and uh, I stopped and took notice of, of the stream and thought, well, fuck, I could walk around right. I could, I could go down there and get to the. But what if the drone hits the water and then, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're not waterproof. Yeah. Fairly certain. They might be airproof. They might be tree-proof because it fell out of the tree. But the motherfucker certainly isn't waterproof. Right. So I jump the stream. And it was a glorious jump. But, you know, totally I had it. I was I was way over. <laughs> no bionic man parts here. But I do feel like I was successful. It, it was just... Do you know how hard it is to stick a landing in mud? <laughs> yeah. I've stuck so many of my landings in mud. Is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, while the jump was was glorious, my yeah. landing sucked. Uh, yeah. Feet feet hit the ground. Feet went back into the air. Yeah. I landed oh, on the no. top of my head and the whole side of my body and every muscle was at that point kinked out, stretched, and pulled. Oh, shit. Um, I very rapidly bounced Did up you? because I knew that if I laid there for any amount of time, and I'm talking seconds, like yeah. if I spent one second on that ground complaining about how bad I felt, <laughs> I was not going to get up. <laughs> so I bounced up as p- fast as I possibly could. It was back on my feet. The kids didn't even notice that I had taken such a major spill. Yeah. And suddenly we're, 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 we're standing there, and I'm like, yeah, you might want to take the drone from me. Yeah, go ahead and fly it. We're gonna oh, keep... so you you got you got the drone. I got the drone. Dro- oh, okay, drone okay, was okay. safe. I was gonna say this story is gonna suck if you did all that and then the drone still went in the water. <laughs> no, Dr- drone was safe, but I think I've had the first major drone injury that that, that has happened. So I've spent the last week kind of creaking around. Like if you see me, if you want, if you see me walking sideways or like my body's just a little bit out of kink, yeah, that might have something to do with it. Well, you you uh, you live in the state capital, and it's a. Uh, I've always found your body out of kink, but that's what <laughs> makes it sexy. Is there a, does Olympia have any special rules about drones? I would imagine in a place with so many uh, political concerns, people might be a little paranoid about um, drones flying y- around. Y- you know, if there was any rules, I didn't look into it prior to flying the drone. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I I'm kind of one of those those idiots that believes that. If I don't know, then I can't be harmed by it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, if I know, I might get harmed. Yeah. So I feel like the less I know about the law, the better. Yeah. Uh, the the peanut gallery has a question. Uh, okay. There's What's a question, the question off mic. So. Why the hell would you buy a drone? Why would you buy a drone? So why would you buy a drone? Why would I buy a drone? Why would you not buy a drone? Because <laughs> he wants to take out women and children. <laughs> so so. <I'm, laughs> That's probably not his motivation. It's the same question that was asked in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. How can you shoot women and children? You just don't lead them so much. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, so why did you buy a drone? So off mic, I heard this question. Mm-hmm. Why would I buy a drone? Well, yes. 
I, I don't have anything witty or funny to say here. I had a, a bunch of dollars to spend at a particular online store, and the only thing that I could find on their store that I wanted to spend money on was this drone. I mean, everything yeah. else was like I could I could have got a mouse or yeah. a mouse pad. I could have got a keyboard, but I thought, why would you do that when you get a, a cool little airplane? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we bought we it's a got, remote control airplane. We got one for Christmas. We got the we yeah. got Mason one for Christmas, and it's just sort of a no injuries yet. No, he hasn't really shown that much interest in it, to be honest. <laughs> it's like Dad that. has much more interest in it than he does. No, I think it's just because it's it's cold and rainy out, and he's got no interest in it. I think when it, when he's too busy smoking weed, and he's like, oh, fuck this shit, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's that? He is 13. 13. Yeah. From off mic, we had the question, how yeah. old is Mason? He's 13. And he's uh, learning guitar. He's He's been picking up a guitar. Yes, I, I saw some of your posts on the FriendFest. He's learning fast. One of your mini, mini posts on FriendFest. No, it's because I'm kind of amazed. He picked it up last week, and he's he's learning things faster than I was. Well, it's you are his 13. father. And, yeah, and he's a perfectionist, too, so he he's getting all frustrated. And, you know, I'll go into his room, and he'll try to play something for me. And he goes, I'm not very good at this. I go, you're further along than I was one week in. So don't get frustrated. Keep doing this. Don't don't give up mm-hmm. yet. But um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um it's it's kinda cool to watch uh you know, now my guitar and all my equipment is living in his room, which is kind of kind of But funny. the big question is, does it gently yeah. weep? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> all right, all right. So what do we think of this beer? This is a um a Bellevue Brewing Company, IPA. No name. Just IPA. I know. I like the uh, I like the generic sort we, of. We uh, we're not going to name this beer. We're going to have a really green <laughs> label, and it's an IPA. And we're going to put some weed on the cover. Oh wait, those are hops. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a really strong IPA at seven point two. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you think? I had an IPA earlier at North Fork, which I had never had their IPA before. It's and I, absolutely. I loved it. Yeah, I would I would give their the North Fork IPA a four. And so it's making this one kind of pale a little bit by comparison. But well, we I think I would give it a three. This, this IPA. Oh, that was an IPA? I forgot, yeah. yeah. It, um, was, it wasn't really bitter like a lot of IPAs. Yeah. Like this one's a little more bitter. And this is much more citrusy than yeah. that. But I'd give this a three. I mean, it doesn't have... It's a good... It's good. I mean, I'm not complaining about it. It just doesn't have as much character as the stuff I've had previously yeah, or earlier like today. So shit upside down on the it's bottle. A, yeah, upside down stuff on the this bottle. This 22-ounce bottle of expertly <laughs> crafted beer you, you're about to enjoy is all the permission you need to slow down and decompress for a while. You've earned it. <laughs> Enjoy. Literally just, written on the fucking bottle. I just need some sitar music in the background to, you know. <laughs> hey, don't fucking <laughs> knock sitar music. I just noticed uh, online somebody in Bollywood yeah. um, made a movie called, uh, like, Hahir Bin Laden. And the premise of this movie... Mm-hmm. Well, these two are on the phone. <laughs> um, the premise of the movie. <laughs> there you go. I'm just going to talk listening. to myself. <laughs> Jeff, you're this on your own. This is my only form I'm of listening. masturbation at this point. Uh, the, the, the premise of the movie is um, somebody from Hollywood hires a Bollywood director yeah. to film a movie about what really happened to bin Laden. And it's a comedy. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this movie. I really can't wait. Unfortunately, it's only in Hindi right now. Yeah. Um, I can't wait till th- that we at least get subtitles for this because yeah. I really want to see it. That the guy nice. that is playing Obama kind of looks like Obama, but the guy that's playing Osama bin Laden yeah. kind of looks like Osama bin Laden. Yeah. But it's still 
Yeah. It looks like an amazing movie. That's cool. Speaking back in the of, beer. Speaking of movies. Meanwhile, back in the beer. Speaking of movies. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I watched a movie this week. No <laughs> way. <laughs> Don't I lie watched, to us. I watched a okay. significant movie this Was week. Was it um, like Top Gun 2? What? Oh, man. If they're only, actually making if a Top Gun only, 2. If like, only. They're Boogaloo. actually making no. a Top Gun 2. Until Wait. Top Gun 2, I had to settle for Moonrise Kingdom, which I finally got around to watching. Oh, how did, what did you think? I loved it. I, th- I thought Wasn't I was it fucking, an amazing movie? I was I sucked really in. It was just like the Grand Budapest. Um, I was sucked in. Does anybody like, remember if that moment. movie has Harvey Keitel's dick in it? Because it might be like one of the first movies with Harvey Keitel and not Moonrise Kingdom? No. <laughs> what? What, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, wait, By wait, the way, wait, that wait, was wait. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. His no, but every other film has Harvey Keitel. If Harvey Keitel is in a film, <laughs> generally his dick is in it as well. And I'm thinking... <laughs> you know what? It's attached to him, so yes, you're right. Every film he makes has his dick in the film. It may be obscured by clothing. I don't remember any but... Harvey Keitel dick in that movie. There was no Harvey Keitel I'm, dick in that movie. Well, the version that I watched had Harvey no Keitel Harvey Keitel Harvey may have Keitel been a dick, dick in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Now he's a sweetheart in the movie. But That's no, I, I thought it was great, and I understand what you were talking about now. Way back when we watched The Grand Budapest, you said that the uh, all of Wes Anderson's earlier movies felt like they were building up to so this. The Grand Budapest. Yeah, and I and I, it's interesting because I wouldn't say it was it was as good a film, but it wasn't as perfected. You right. know what I mean? I felt like I was watching like an earlier version of you're exactly right. It felt like this is building towards something. Mm-hmm. And I've already seen the something. Right. But it was still a great movie. I loved it, it's man. Fantastic. I was sucked into Absolutely. this. And I was I was actually, this was late at night, and I was only going to watch the first half of it. I had just enough time, and I was like, first half, I was in the first half of it, I was like, no, I got to keep going. I got to yeah. watch the rest of this. No, it's a good movie. It's a really good, solid film. Yeah. And um, the 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 kids, I, I, I kind of agree with the general opinion. A lot of people will say this about child actors in movies is that they suck usually and ruin movies, but those, the kids heart, in that movie heart, were... So much heart. Every single yeah. fucking kid was like 100% convincing. They did just, a really, really perfect. good job casting that movie. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. It was great. And I love, I got such a such a kick out of the beginning of the, uh, with the, whatever it was, the Boy Scouts-ish sort yeah. of organization uh-huh. being run like the military. Mm. I thought that was fucking hilarious, man. That was like the best part of that movie where he, what's his name, gets up and, and makes the rounds, you know, and he's citing people for bad behavior. <laughs> and it's like he's checking out the, how the one guy's dressed. But, and but, but you got Ed, Ed Norton, yeah, who's, yeah, who's yeah. leading the whole troop. And, yeah. And he's totally trying to be a hard ass, <laughs> but you know he's like a softy at heart. Yeah, I love the, I love the part where, what's your real job? <laughs> I'm a math teacher. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, that's a part-time job. This is my real job. <laughs> I was like, that was a great. <laughs> Edward Norton's wonderful. The performances in that movie are just wonderful. But yeah. that that part really did remind me of being in Cub Scouts when I was a kid. Yeah. When my dad was our den mother. Yeah. And he yeah. <laughs> he was he was our den mother. And um, he did, he, was, did he put on falsies and stuff? And walk? <laughs> oh, he didn't need those. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he used to like literally treat it like the military. Like we would show up in our uniform, oh, and shit. if they were out of sync at all, yeah. he would like tear off your scarf, throw it to the ground, and say, "Drop it, give me 20. And then you'd have to go put your uniform back on, and you'd pull it out of your pants because oh shit, in. yeah, oh, he treated funny. it just like the military. And of course, we're all like what 10, 11 year old kids. Yeah. Ah, it's fun for most of us, not all of us. Some of the kids were really like scared of my dad. Freaked out by that. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. But yeah, my dad did the same thing. That's why uh, that that kind of reminded me of my, <laughs> my time in the Cub Scouts. But the movie is absolutely fucking amazing. It's yeah, probably it was great. 
And I, that and Grand Budapest are probably my two of his movies, Wes Anderson, yeah. of my favorites of his movies. And that was, um, I got the same feeling, you know, I, when we watched the Grand Budapest Hotel, I got the that that sense of, it was hard to put it into words. It was like this, I'm looking into a slightly alternate reality, mm-hmm. and I'm getting this weird sort of skewed, everything looks real, but there's something off about this. And I, it was exactly the same feeling. I felt like I was back in that same a lot universe. Of yeah. Like that, yeah. And, it's it's and very cool. It's sometimes it's just with the characters. Sometimes it's like everything. Like in in Grand Budapest and also in in Moonrise Kingdom, he yeah. uses the color palette like a lot of pastels oh, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, bright yeah. colors and yeah. things we don't find in our it's world. Technicolor, kind of, yeah. But it's it's yeah. things we don't find in our world, like yeah. the really big pastels. And, and I love how he has characters behave like complete assholes in his movie. And this is something I didn't catch this in with just watching the one film, but now that I've seen both. I'm catching a theme of characters being complete assholes, but it's like... They're completely charming at the same time? Yeah, and it's like society re- uh, supports my decision to be an asshole in this situation, which is like when the early on in the movie when they call the, the adoptive parents of the kid who disappeared, yeah. and they say, well, he disappeared. Yeah, well, my wife and I have decided he's not welcome back. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, that was kind of matter of fact. <laughs> That was great. Yes, it was. <laughs> but he's always so romantic too, and I, you know, I kind of, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. knows I'm kind of like the ro- the romance sucker. Yeah, you all are? the films, <laughs> the so romance romantic sucker. The romance sucker. Oh, sucker. sucker. Yes. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite films, uh, uh, Life Aquatic. Yeah. Is like his least romantic film, but outside of Life Aquatic, they're all like you know this this young love. Yeah, basis to the story. I mean, going go, going all the way back to the very beginning with Bottle Rocket, and and that was more of a bromance. Yeah. But then you get to Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, you know, I, I love, I love Wes Anderson. Yeah, I'm gonna, I definitely have to watch more of his movies. You know, I completely forgot about the Life Aquatic. Um, you were supposed to be the fucking tiebreaker on that. You have not seen it yet. No, I watched it. Remember, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I liked it. That was I don't know who uh, I don't know which way I broke the tie yeah. on that one, but um, I did like it. Um, but that felt a little bit different than these yeah. two films. Felt like they were taking place in the same universe, and the Life Aquatic yeah. felt like it was taking you know it wasn't quite that same. I, I think the Life Aquatic is is like the foundation of a lot of his films. I yeah. mean, I know he did, uh, what was it, Rushmore? Rushmore. Yeah, he did Rushmore, but it did not, it, 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 that was very much based in kind of reality, just with kooky characters. That was, like, yeah, okay. The Life Aquatic is really where he kind of started that aesthetic that he uses throughout all of his films well, after. I, th- I think mm-hmm. the Life Aquatic is where he comes enough into his own where he just says, fuck it, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. So, like the first the first two films, you f- you feel like... These are characterizations, and he's trying to make a movie that Hollywood's going to accept. And by the time he's doing the Life Aquatic, he's just doing movies for himself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But you can still see the the flavor and the flair of the yeah. characters yeah. within those first couple. There, of there's films. De- definitely, definitely yeah. the overtones are there. It's just it's just so much that he's trying to please somebody else and not necessarily himself. By the time he gets to Life Aquatic, fuck that's y'all. his baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it for me. And then, how about the fantastic Mr. Fox? Have you gotten there yet? I haven't seen. I that. I haven't even seen that. Oh my god, fantastic children's film, much along the lines of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. This is a children's film that ad- adults can appreciate. Oh okay, yeah. By the way, Studio Ghibli has a new or Ghibli. I, I don't know why. I call Ghibli. It. Ghibli. Ghibli. Yeah, actually has a new movie out. It comes out this weekend or last weekend. No, yeah. can't remember. Um, actually, it came out in 1991, but Disney didn't want to release it. Because of some of the subject matter. Oh, really? 
Lesbianisms? But, no, no, actually. Yeah, it has to do with women, of course, because God forbid women are evil and, and horrible, disgusting little creatures. But uh, um, there, it's basically about this 27-year-old woman who goes on like this life journey, but it's part of her remembering her past. And part of remembering her past is the first time she's done everything. So she's the first time she had this or did that and the, her first period, which is what they oh. took exception to. Yeah. So, because apparently a are, period is so horribly disgusting that not even Disney can handle it. Yeah, Fuck are they that. are they yeah. um, are they exactly. releasing it uncut or did they do anything? No, they're the they're film? releasing it uncut, um, and it's not even Disney that's releasing it. It's uh, G Kids or some other outfit. What relating to the previous podcast where we almost talked about Sailor Moon, <laughs> um, the, the original company that tra- that did the translations owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Disney tends to fuck things up, but yeah. Except for Disneyland, like I feel like Disneyland. Disneyland is like was a good success. Yeah. Well, he 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 did a pretty good job. I can't. <laughs> oh no! What happened? Everybody Yikes. did. <laughs> no. Oh. Absolutely not. Food. I will not. I want a little wasabi with my beer. Food in the beer. That happens. Oh, man, that happens. Damn it! Like, is, if you, if is there like a superstition yeah. associated with that at all? If you get food in your beer, like you're gonna. That means you're going to get laid all year. Oh, fuck yeah, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But only if you drink it. She just starts swallowing right away. You know what? I find that anybody that just starts swallowing right away, they should have no problem getting laid, like, all year. (laughs) Absolutely not. I've always said every every good man swallows. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. That was kind of forced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's just change the subject. I'm way too male and straight. I want to talk about Disneyland again. I don't want to talk about dicks anymore. <laughs> I want to talk about Disneyland. Unless it's the burger joint. No women's periods, just Disneyland. <laughs> I kind of feel like we might need like a beer plus three episode from Disneyland. Yeah. Dude, that'd be fun. My wife would fucking shoot me if I did that. Why? What? What, just stopped in the middle of the day and just recorded an episode? We're going to go on a a (laughs) thousands and thousands and thousands of dollar vacation. (laughs) And you're going to stop in the middle of fucking Disneyland to do a podcast. (laughs) We're going to spend thousands of dollars. Of course, as usual, Jeff would be the only one getting away with walking around with a beer. (laughs) Well, yeah. Actually, I think because I'm in Disneyland, it has to be gin. It's yeah. not. It's not going to fly That's in Disneyland. I don't think any <laughs> straight gin. I don't. I'm even just going to have a big old, a big gulp. I'm going to come in and I'm going to get myself a Disney big gulp glass what? full of Coke, which is going to cost me thirty two dollars, <laughs> one dollar an ounce, because it's fucking Disneyland. Right. Right. And I'm going to refill it with my thirty two ounce gin. Yeah. That sounds like. A I'm going to. I want to go to Disneyland, become a girl, drink drunk. <laughs> You remember that from Kids yes. in the Hall, Girl Drink of Drunk? Of course I do, man. You can't you can't see that and forget it. <laughs> you can't you can't forget Kids in the Hall. You cannot forget girl, that drink, one. Drunk, so. Yeah, that's like Car Fuckers. You can't forget that one either. Oh. Car Fuckers? Yeah. Car Fuckers was good. That was that was a good I, one. I don't and know. That was a new forget. one too. That's that was a, yeah, like it's recent. a newer one. But uh, there's there's also Sausages. <laughs> that one of my favorites. The Roadkill guy. Remember the Roadkill one? Roadkill? No, I don't think i Remember the that. Roadkill? That's definitely a pure Bruce McCullough. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Um, uh, like, it's he's That's... this weird dude with the goggles, and, and he's in this this deep, dank basement, and yeah. and he <laughs> if suddenly gets a phone call and answers the phone. All right, I'll be there. And then it, it flashes to him on a motorcycle. <laughs> 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 
you see you see like the police and everybody like surrounding this like huge accident area. Yeah. But it's actually just roadkill. It's like this this uh, <laughs> raccoon or something. He's just flat. And he goes, I got it. Puts it in a bag. And then he drives to this like secret location yeah. where all these incredibly rich people are sitting around a table and then he serves it to them. Oh, <laughs> It was. I think it was in answer to uh, what was that ridiculous movie that that was that guy's last movie, Um, the the Eyes Wide Shut. It was kind of oh Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, it was Stanley Kubrick. Worst fucking Kubrick film ever. Yeah, but but still a great movie. No fucking terrible. No, no, I really terrible. Oh god, is this another tiebreaker for me? (laughs) Oh no, you will despise this movie. Seriously, please watch it. Please witness the horror. A Tom Cruise movie. See, I, there was a time where I swore I wouldn't watch Tom Cruise movies. Tom Cruise and his wife. He seems to... Rich people. Yeah. That are so sad. They're sad. Why are yeah. they sad? Because they're having a hard time in their relationship. Nobody oh, fucking cares. No. They're rich. Nobody, they're not getting the fucking straight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they need to get their fucking straight, so they go watch other people do it. I don't... Whatever. It's just a bad fucking movie. It's yeah. a movie made by... I don't know. I think there was some things going on with Kubrick at the time. Mm-hmm. He might have been into and fucking himself. And I think he himself. was working through some shit. <laughs> and we had to witness his working through some shit. Yeah. And it's a foul, foul experience. Wait, 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 yeah? wait. But that's every artist's creation is them working through some shit. You can't, you can't just say that it's bad because you're watching an artist work through some shit. Because every artistic creation should be an artist working through some shit. That's the fucking point. He's of got me there. He does have me there. But you can, and and not that I mean, he, I'm not trying to express. He pinned that tail on this donkey. <laughs> <laughs> not a good enough but, reason. You might have other good reasons. That one is not it, sir. But no, still, you're right. an artist who is working through some shit still has to funnel all of that into a good story. No, it still no. has to do a good job delivering it in a way that's compelling. They're, for they're people. not entitled to, and what we're no, no, they're, I and I would agree with Mike on this. They're not yeah. entitled to do anything for their fans. No, 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 no. I'm for not produce saying produce the art that they want to produce and how they want to produce it. Yeah, and it's up yeah, to the yeah. people that are going to witness this art yeah. to interpret it for themselves. Right, but you don't have to like it. I mean, right. I'm saying that it's Absolutely. not like a, it's and not like it's a fucking foul movie. But I'm just I'm just saying the <laughs> because he was working through something doesn't automatically make it a good, you right. know what I mean? And in this one particular case, he didn't get to finish the movie. The minis- the movie was actually finished by Steven Spielberg. Oh, no kidding. So you're you're getting What? A, wow, I didn't know that. He died before the movie was done. It had hadn't been edited yet, so it was edited by Steven Spielberg. So what you're getting is a film that's very non-Steven Spielberg uh, they were, they were friend, content. Friends and Spielberg was a fan. And yeah. Okay. So, so I he, think you're thinking of AI. No, no, I'm thinking no. of Eyes Wide Shut. He was, he was dead before the film finished. They still had I to, thought he was still alive when the movie was done. Primary photography was done. Film was not in the... Oh, wow. It was hmm. not done. So this film in particular, you can't really call him out on it because... Yeah. A lot of times, and I've done it myself, is I'll call out a director, Quentin Tarantino, for delivering a <laughs> film that is self-masturbatory. Like, it's all about that artist creation, and I don't give a fuck about my audience. Right. In this film, you can almost say that, yeah, he should be allowed to do it because he didn't... That was called The Hateful Eight. He did not give a shit about the audience, but it was still <laughs> a good movie. But it was still a good movie. The film before that, he yeah. didn't give a fuck about the audience. It was a horrible movie. What was the movie before that? It wasn't that, that bad. Was Django, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. 
<laughs> there was some, there was some inherent problems in the film, but I, overall the film I was liked actually the movie. Fun. I, mean, yeah. I liked was, it. I've watched it a few times. Yeah, it comes yeah. down to me for whether or not. It I don't kept know if I'd in. watch it again though. Like Django Unchained, I don't know if I'd watch it. I would definitely watch The Hateful Eight again. I would love to watch that movie again. Yeah. That one, no. The movie I really want to watch by him is Jackie Brown. I need to watch that movie. Jackie yeah. Brown's is my favorite, hands down. Uh, Django Unchained, as far as rewatchability for me, wouldn't be. A, it's one of those films I wouldn't go out of my way to watch. But if it was like came on late at night and I was just sitting there on the couch vegging out, and it came, I mean, I would probably watch the whole thing again. Jackie I mean, Brown, I, I got to watch it at least once a year. Really? At least. Jackie, well, Jackie Brown. Well, uh, okay. I think we're coming to your house next month. I think we should all sit down and watch Jackie Brown. Yeah, okay. On my little tiny TV. Okay, buy a TV within the next month. <laughs> right. Buy an a actual one. Buy a projector. <laughs> Actually, I have a projector. It goes up to 52 yeah. inches. So oh. yeah. if you want me to. No, I gave you one. I gave I, you a projector. I have one. It's low res, but it will. It up, is low it, res. It will project up to 52 inches. Yeah. So speaking of movies, the Oscars are happening soon. And. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have any predictions? Do you guys have any opinions about that? Uh, I think a white person's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's a controversial Is decision. Forrest Whitaker not nominated again? Uh, how is Forrest Whitaker not nominated uh, every time? That's how, what I don't understand. Fucking crying game? Every fucking t- crying game? Um, what was the way he played Boost? Uh, um, he played the, the, the dude. The butler? In Africa. The dude. He's no. also the butler. Uh, yeah, he was the butler, but nobody wants. To... That's a good movie. That was called uh, you know, "White People Are Right" movie. That yeah, just did a not look good. Very, movie. Very... <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. It just right. kind of looked like a Forrest Gump type movie. White people are. It right was kind movie. of. A I gotta Gump find movie. out. Yeah, have you ever is. seen um, Crash? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I was Wait, a movie the Canadian I... Crash or the American Crash? The American Crash. The Canadian Crash is good. Yes. Yeah. That was people fucking while crashing their cars. Okay, that was a good one. <laughs> I like um, which is a much better movie than Crash, the race movie from years ago. Yeah. It is, I could not. I, we went about a half an hour in Mo and just had to sir. shut it the fuck off. Yeah. Oh, we're um, going to have a beer pour. Cra- I just want to describe this. I recently heard this on Cracked um, Podcast. Yeah. They were doing kind of this Oscar thing. Yeah. And Crash is a movie about race by white people. Mm-hmm. Because the the premise of the movie, in the end, as far as these guys were concerned, was everybody's a little bit racist. It's okay. That sounds like every every Facebook comment my friend Rick Anderson has ever made well, on Facebook regarding race. Okay. Regarding race? Uh, what comments have I made regarding race? You have made at least three of them, and they all come off as being very douchebaggy. In what way? Because you're a white guy complaining about race problems. Who fucking cares? So I don't. I can't have an opinion about that. Well, what my my whole point about the my my comment on Facebook about Oscar so white is that is not to deny that there's an issue with the Oscars because clearly there is and, and clearly there's some sort of problem in Hollywood with getting certain you know certain members of minorities into the mainstream into into film. But here here's the, the, my my thing is. We have problems in in the country that are race related, and my my attitude is who who gives a fuck about awards an awards show going to somebody you know making a film when you've got inner city shit that needs to be focused on and you've got people getting gunned down by cops. It's like I don't fucking care who's getting an award. I don't oh. fucking care. And if you have Donald not. Trump. Yeah, so it's like it's a, right now it's an issue of I'm not denying it. I'm just saying. There's more. 
priorities. It's like, eh, who gives a shit about that? I don't care. I don't care one bit. That's why we all need to play about that. That, that game tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Red Carpet Rampage. Uh, Leo DiCaprio's Red Carpet Rampage. Okay. But before we play that, before we play Jeff's game, yeah. uh, I'll just I'll just make a statement. Okay. That's contrary, and, and I love you, Rick, but I'm going to, I'm going to come back That's at you. That's fine. With, I can both, handle it. Both guns blazing. I can handle it. <laughs> As long as your argument isn't that I'm a white guy because that's horseshit. That's a horseshit argument. No, no, no. The punchline is you're a white guy, but the argument <laughs> is def- definitely not that. That is the punchline. Yes. I can start whistling again, guys. It's okay. <laughs> mm. It is. It, 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 it got my eye. It, it's often <laughs> it's often been been said that that I should consider myself a white person, but I never really have. Yeah. But growing up as somebody who I, I considered myself not necessarily white. Looking towards heroes that were out and about, there was only w- ever one actor that I could name as being the Mexican actor, as being a child and going, "This is the guy I can aspire to be." And it was fucking Eric Estrada. That was the one person mm. in all of media that I could go, "This is my guy, Eric Estrada." Well, fucking to be chips. honest with you, he was really fucking hot. He was really hot, but so was Denzel, and and so are all of these other actors that should be nominated for award. So to take away potential icons with 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 that fall within these racial boundaries that kids can start to look at up yeah. to like a Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. I mean, from the sports aspect, you have people that you can look up to, mm-hmm. and even in, in in some forms of entertainment, you can look up to, but you know they're not getting recognized and they're not being given their proper place with well, I think within, I, I, within the I media think awards. What you're talking about. One thing you you can have those, and for a long time now you can have the 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 not white persons uh, heroes in things like sports. There's a lot of Latinos that play baseball. There's a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of different sorts of people that play sports. Also in they win say, they win Super Bowl rings and in the, the world of entertainment as well as sports because yeah. that's the world of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone fucking say no, otherwise. It's pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. You people can make fun of WWE wrestling all day long, but baseball's the same. Um, <laughs> no, it it's all the same. Uh, but when coming to like the the stage entertainment, I think com- comedians. I think com- comedy is one place in the realm of entertainment where you have a variety of people. Certainly, but mm-hmm. comedy never no. wins at an Oscar. No, no, and that there, there. Now we're getting into that form of entertainment, which is which is film. Mm-hmm. Um, film and television have always been predominantly white. white. Always, even Eric Estrada wasn't really. What was his name in Chips? Poncho. It's the fucking comedian, the was, joker, yeah. the clown. He was the joke, kind of. Was, in it chips. Pont- was that his name? Yes, Poncho. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, I never watched this. I I've watched never chips. seen an episode. This is before my time. Poncho is literally yeah. the fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what that means? He's the fucking punchline. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is it Nick the Alfonso? It's also silliness. a uh, large piece of cloth with a hole in the center that you put over your head. <laughs> <laughs> But there is, you know, uh, unfortunately in television and movies, uh, we have not had the diversity yet. And this is the 21st century, and that, that in, therein lies a bit of the But what, what, what happens when you have a year where no 
no minorities made a really good film. I mean, do we have not to have true. a not that true? Doesn't happen. Absolutely well, not true. I'm saying it, hypothetically. Does it, it, does there's it, not a hypothetical have have that it even exists. Then what? Okay, name a movie from last year that should have been. Speaking of, has anybody seen Chirac? I really want to watch that movie. No, I haven't. It's seen It's the yet. first Spike Lee movie I've actually been excited yeah. to watch. And yeah. the, the NWA film. What the NWA? Oh, that was a great fucking movie. Absolutely, absolutely. That and should the, be one of the best and, pictures. And the performances yeah. and watched the actors and actresses in that movies were all top notch. All deserve to be nominated, except for Ice Cube's son. The whole movie, I was saying, God, he looks exactly like mm-hmm. fucking Ice Cube. He looks mm-hmm. exactly like... And then, like, weeks later, I find out yeah, it's, it's Ice Cube's son. son. Yeah. Well, and I was guys, like, well, that explains the terrible acting. You guys but have wow, to be... yeah, that also explains why he looks exactly like him. You guys have to be more aware, even than I am, of the fact that the, the Oscar, the process behind the scenes doesn't always seem to look at movies that are of good quality. No, I mean, there seems but to be they, some they, politics they almost, behind the scenes. Politically, they almost... Purposely yeah. seem to exclude people of color. Okay, um, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily purposefully. You have to remember the average age of an Academy member yeah. is like sixty something. Yeah. Yeah. White males in their sixties, mm-hmm. which tells you there's probably dudes in their fucking nineties yeah. or hundreds a- that are averaging, fucking judging yeah. these movies. So of course they're going to think Bridge of Spies is Oscar worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I watched the film. It was not bad. Yeah. But it's not Oscar worthy. It's just simply not. Yeah. Brooklyn. The NWA movie was in Brooklyn. That piece of shit. Yeah. Brooklyn. I didn't even Brooklyn hear about that. is this movie where this Irish girl who is, you know, she <laughs> proves herself by being a smart, intelligent woman, comes over to Brooklyn, and the only way she's able to like make it here in the United States is finding a man. So, and, and, and I, I don't want to discount. What I just said. described the fucking whole movie, and and I, you know, the acting is really well done. The, the, it's a beautifully shot film. Yeah. But my wife actually had to point it out to mm-hmm. me, and like, did you just notice that? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of off, wasn't it? Yeah. And the more you think about it, the more you go, oh my god, it was fucking horrible. And and <laughs> and, and fucking horrible. And not to get too far away from what Jeff is saying, but to to not recognize these other films. And to not give the colored culture their heroes that they deserve is an affront. And I think that you almost only, you almost have to be a white middle aged guy to not notice that they're taking away potential heroes for people to look up to and to grow into. Well, I don't know if movies are the only source of heroes, Mike. I don't know if movies are the only source of heroes, though. But I mean, it's just to me, like I said, I, I to me, I see more pressing issues in the country than so, who's so, being handed an award. Certainly, there are. But let's let's yeah. grow our children and let's give them something to grow. To I think them. I think the uh, what was the name of that movie? I can't remember the name of the movie, but the song "I Need a Hero." I need a hero. Flashdance. Flashdance Flash Dance said it best. Yeah. I need a hero. <laughs> I know that song by heart still. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's so a fucking great song. I heard, the, it, I heard it got, in Shrek, not Flashdance. We got way too serious You got to watch Flashdance. We got way too serious. What was? The, what's the beer we're drinking right now? This is the apologies, Elysian. Apologies, apologies. This is Elysian's Hawaiian Sunburn Pineapple Habanero, which we had that originally, but this is the sour version of it. I don't, Much that's better why I don't beer. like it. Much better beer. Mm. The other one thought it was a sour, but it wasn't. This is at least a sour. And yeah. this is a much better beer. 
that means is it great beer? No, no. Is it muddy tasting? Is it diluted? Is it yeah. not perfected? It does it taste like it needed to mature? Does it taste like it needs a little bit of refinement? I'm sorry, I hate fucking Budweiser. Does it taste like a monkey would drink it? <laughs> yes, because there's a monkey on the bottle and it's drinking the beer. I just to I, me, I wouldn't even have known that there was any chili in this beer, any any pepper at all. Yeah, I'm it, not getting any it, of that. At zero, and there's I, very little me, pepper. Me of all people, I mean, I'm hypersensitive to anything there's, spicy, there's, and exactly. I'm not getting any. There's of no that. one of the themes of of like beers with like chili in it. Yeah, none of them taste like they have fucking chili in it. Oh well, Sculpin. Uh, Sculpin is the only one that yeah. I've found that gives you that burn. Also, the one we had down at Green Dragon. These are the only two beers. The, the one that they have at the local. Oh, there's that one, the Chili Bravo. The That's one true. that we have at fucking Green Dragon. Yeah. And the and, Sculpin. And the Sculpin. That's those are the only three beers. Those are the out only of like three. like the eight or nine. Yeah. Actually, no. I think I've had even more of that. Because when I see a chili beer, I buy it. You I buy even it. bought one in Mexico, right. and it had a chili in each bottle. No. no. You don't leave it in there. <laughs> no. It was. It was not. It needs no. the flavor. It needs a capsaicin. Uh, it doesn't need the funk. It's going to build sitting in a bottle for a month or two. Yeah. Fuck that. Well, to be honest with you, it was a lager. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything's a lager in Mexico. <laughs> so want to go to Mexico and have a lager. They no. do make very good micheladas. Yeah. So. Well. Deanne, you've, you, uh, Deanne. Yeah. Deanne, why did I just call you Deanne? Brie. <laughs> Brienne. Brienne. You've been Brienne. very quiet. Brienne. Uh, that's Brianna, okay. sorry. You You've been very quiet. Well, you guys are really chatty and fired up. And um, <laughs> if I were to throw in my two cents about the previous conversation, it would have derailed it altogether. Um, okay, derail it. Seriously. Derail. Send us off the rails. No, we need, we need the, the millennial view because you are the future. I am the future. Y- and you I need am the your now. heroes. I do have a hero. Thank you very much. And it's Flashdance. Please fucking watch Flashdance. Okay, I'll watch Flashdance. <laughs> no, please don't. So... You know, it, it's funny because talking about this, um, I had a conversation this morning about the Supreme Court justice, excuse me, nomination process and how these people are, have lifelong positions and how they're bringing up old values. I mean, the one that just passed away, Scalia or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah. That guy. Um, yeah. He is, He was he was he was nominated by uh, appointed by Reagan. Yeah, so he had Reagan ideas. He was and a piece of meat. It follows through with, uh, with a lot of the culture. I mean, that's why I keep I keep joking around that soon all the baby boomers are going to be retired or no longer in the picture and they just keep they going don't they? Cr- they do it's they just crazy. keep going they're like um, the fucking energizer bunny of people angry, no that's because every generation you've got you've always got a certain percentage of people who go from being you know it feels like i remember when i was in my 20s it felt like everybody my age were liberals and then as you go well no then that's it's like you look around and you start going hmm Every, well, some people are going all hardcore right wing on me. Well, I've lost a couple of friends over I'm that. a total right winger. No, yes. you're fucking not. You are not even I close. Am, right? Oh, you're a winger, all right. Yeah. But anyway. There's a fine line. It's yeah. like, you know, Fairhaven's supposed to be very liberal. Fairhaven and Bellingham supposed to be a very liberal neighborhood. It's where all the, the baby boomer hippies go to retire, but they still have these I- baby boomer ideals that are now v- viewed as conservative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they can go off. They can go. There, there's a point where at some where, like, where if you're a libertarian, for example, you are so liberal that you go circle back all the way around to conservative. <laughs> um, but with as in regards to the I Oscars, I never understood the libertarian thing. I don't no. either. It's okay. Um, okay. But I'm the, glad I'm not the only one. With with the Oscars, you know, and entertainment and b- bringing balance, like Stephanie and I were joking about maybe having um, 
equal opportunity act in, in it for the entertainment. Mm -hmm. Just you know, have the different kinds of ethnic categories, mm -hmm. and then having an overall winner. Um, but part of me wonders if that will continue to instill the idea that there is a difference between races. Um, additionally, when growing up, all I, I every every children's program I had had minorities. They were all minority focused. The white kid was usually the odd man out for that about five or six years. That was something that was really different in, in my day. When I was a kid, that was something that uh, Sesame Street had. Yeah. Sesame Street always had a very diverse cast. Yeah. And it, it's something you didn't see anywhere else hmm. on TV. But, and so with, with me growing up with that, so for, and that's why I keep saying some, sooner or later these ideals are going to die. They literally, they're going to die. Yeah. Um, Yay. But also... <laughs> There's still a bunch of folks like in the Midwest that really hold yeah hold on to and that. And as I was yeah. saying to you, kind of briefly, like That's I'm I'm half I'm half Hispanic. My birth certificate says Hispanic on it. Mm -hmm. um, I have been rejected by white groups. I've been rejected by Latin groups. I mean, I bonk heads with your wife frequently by saying my identity. I'm I'm Chicana. I'm half. I have a Mexican heritage. I actually used to participate very actively in Mexican traditions and whatever. Um, I just have a white dad. Well, she would correct you and tell you they're not Mexican traditions. They're like American Mexican traditions. Uh, these are Mexican traditions. Latin, whatever. Mexi my grandma's from Mexico. My grandfather's from Mexico. They both crossed the border to get here. Um, so, you know, I'm in this weird position because I, I have tried to like identify as one or the other, and I just gave up. And I just I'm Brie. Who cares? Um, but yeah, with thing. because because uh, we have this older generation that. M the Equal Opportunity Act that I'm seeing right now with, with jobs, with school, with stuff, I mean, that, that did give me a boost up. That was really awesome. I got a lot of assistance through that program because I was identified as Hispanic mm -hmm. and a successful student. But we are also this, this subculture in that Midwest, South area where it doesn't matter what color you are, you're poor. And seeing other people get benefits because they are of a different race, like you have this very bipolar perspective on what is considered equal. I'm losing my train of thought because I'm still hungover, <laughs> and it is almost right, eight o'clock at night. You need to drink more beer. <laughs> I don't like sours. Okay, well this I'll pour. <laughs> I was gonna open this one next, but it's also a sour. You brought I, it. I did bring it for Mike, um, to try because it's a seasonal beer. Anyways, I'll but bite the bullet on this so one. So there's there's a there's a there's a <laughs> this huge. It's either equal opportunity is amazing and it's yeah. wonderful and no child gets left behind, or it's you know just because these Ugh. kids are getting benefits because they are just born to the right family. Um, there's people feel like there's either reverse racism or these opportunities created in them within themselves while trying to prevent it. Mm -hmm. And so for being somebody who grew up in the 90s where equal opportunity was really encouraged and enforced and all I saw, mm -hmm. it, and then hearing older adults talk about it, it's, like it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this cast is just diverse because the government says they have to be. It's like there's a lot of that kind of message saying... We need to include minorities. We need to include women because we need to make it look fair, air quotes. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels very feigned. And mm. it's, I don't know. I, I'm, lo I'm losing my train of thought. But are, are, but you, are, you, are you saying that um, some of these casts, like on TV right now, we, we have TV is probably one of the best, like, kind of test beds for what you're describing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a whole, there's several shows with uh, many uh, gay men and women 
There's there's many shows uh, w- that feature. Uh, I just recently actually started watching Fresh Off the Boat. Funny fucking show, by S- the way. Suddenly put some Asian people on TV. Yeah, but it's a whole Asian cast, and the grandmother is my favorite fucking character because she's fucking brilliant. <laughs> but but uh, it doesn't speak a word of English in the whole thing. I but, think. But my son but, absolutely yeah. loves the show because he's an Asian American. He considers mm-hmm. himself Asian. Absolutely. So we make sure we sit down and watch the show with him weekly because again, this is a hero he can watch on TV, and he has gotten into it. He started embracing hip hop culture based on this. On watching this mm-hmm. because it's suddenly somebody he recognizes. Yeah, except in for uh, DMX yeah. looked a so, little. So old. now, <laughs> it's okay for 1990. Edit it out. So so now with with your kids' generation, I mean, there actually is some genuineness behind embracing one's own heritage. In the 90s, we were told to embrace it because, or we embraced it because we were told to. We weren't explained why. There, I mean, so it's it's this. I see this kind of yeah. phase happening, where it's gonna. This is gonna become less and less of a problem. We just need to. Get the right people into office and stop. There, there's a hump. I think. I think. I think. I, th- I think what you're getting at is is this bringing in and forcing this multi multicultural environment. And I see it where I work. But what I see is really them trying to build the bed that, not maybe even my my children's generation, but the generation beyond that is when things become normalized. Like it takes a little bit of falseness to build a bed that is better. It's called well, it's called fake it till you make it. It's a counseling um, exactly. <laughs> but it, everyone does that. Everyone fakes it until they make it. Um, but one thing you can see right now that where you're what you're describing has actually come to fruition, I think, is with the the gay community. I know they have many struggles to go through, but from what I've noticed in in my own job. Unlike any other job I've had before, even mm. 10 years ago yeah. when I first got the job, you would have never seen right. uh, um, openly gay people like in the job talking about their spouses or talking about you know who they are and how they are. We're getting better. And, and that's something that didn't happen even 10 years ago. And I think that is coming in a way with race as well. And in our society, isn't the first to be... Uh, uh, intermixed. It's not the first society in history to be intermixed, but we're the first society to attempt to do it now, at least, in the 21st century. We're attempting to do it in a way that gives everyone an equal chance. We are attempting to, and I think your son and my daughter's generation is really going to be the first ones to actually even have a semblance of it. They're going to start to see the fruits of uh, Fresh Off the Boat. They're going to see the fruits of Glenn fucking Maggie fucking the shit out of her on prime time. Who? What? Um, Um, (laughs) Walking Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And a a male Asian laying the shit out of a beautiful young white lady. That's true. We get to see a Michonne fucking a Rick. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> if you haven't read the comics or didn't watch the most recent episode. We get yeah. to see things like Fresh Off the Boat take fruition, and not only take fruition, but to become hit shows. A hit show, and it's actually well-written and well-done with some of the stereotypes, but not... It breaks it, also it, all those stereotypes it's, it's, as well. It, it's far from perfect, but it's starting to build this bed where my son's children will maybe not even know anything about it. You know, you want to know how mm-hmm. we know that this is going to come to an end? I mean, it really sucks now. There needs to be some different way to approach being equal and fair. Michonne and Rick, yeah. And, and dropping <laughs> old values. 
how you know that this is starting to actually be have an impact is that the Simpsons are retiring Apu. They're what? They're retiring the Apu character. They're no longer going to use him anymore because he represents. They really need to. He, he represents a lot of Indian stereotypes, and they're replacing him with his son, who is a millennial Indian American. And they there was it was this there was this huge scandal. Well, not really a scandal. Eye opener, I guess, is a better way. When after the episode aired, all the news outlets went crazy because who's going to be dropped? He's a he's he's a Simpson. But it's like the same point with this new character that they brought in. They brought in an Indian American actor to play him, who grew up in this country as an Indian American. Going, we don't say thank you, come again. We don't believe in this weird stuff. We don't open. We don't like bow down every time we see cows. It's an American identity, right? It's like yeah. this new formation of an American identity that's influenced by the culture behind them. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate with that one because yeah. it's comedy Well, that's because you're white. <laughs> well, white like middle-aged man. Okay, white like devil. To, I'd like to play devil's advocate with this one. Wait, no, but um, I, I am the devil. No. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to Duncan Trussell but while I mean, he explains. It's, it's comedy, so it's supposed to take things and exaggerate it, and the white people in The Simpsons are also being exaggerated. You know, All of their traits are being exaggerated, too, so I'm not really sure I understand. So they're going to bring in a character to replace him that's now going to be completely bland and humor? I mean, I don't no, understand. How's that, how's that going to work? The humor that the Apu character was built upon yeah. is built on very horrible racist stereotypes, oh, which I, I know 30 that. years ago, but that was fine, but... It what the my example of saying that because the Simpsons are changing as a symbol that we're get, it's working through our heads is that mm-hmm. there are ways to still be funny and not make someone feel insignificant. And there are ways of probably portraying that culture and yeah. not making it a mockery. Yeah, being respectful, poking fun, fun at the but, quirks because that's what that show does, but but not in should, a way that shouldn't you replace the Simpsons too because they are exaggerating white culture in a way that's not very nice. I but mean, they're, they're given the chance to be... The angry dad who's always strangling his son. That's, and, uh, that's been in every culture in the show that I've seen. Mm-hmm. There's he's all overweight. Abusive he's parents. sucking like down that. donuts, watching TV. He's got but, the insecure... But, but you need to watch I that George Lopez movie, TV show that yeah. for a while because he's an angry Mexican dad who's yeah. overweight and drinks and beats his kid. And, yeah, and, I don't know. But it, it's to me, it just seems like if you're, you know, it's... I, think, I also think, though, that the Simpsons characters themselves the, the the core family is giving enough given enough freedom that their characters can probably evolve without you even noticing i, I bet if you watch an episode today oh, yeah. they've changed I watched y- you you episode. will notice that their characters have grown yeah oh yeah. And, yeah and they're not the same stereotypical joke they were 30 years ago when they originated right whereas the apu character specifically they were still cracking the same jokes Come again. I mean, they were still cracking that recently. He mm-hmm. was never given the chance to go Just to be racist. That. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> and they introduced his wife because she was supposed to soften that because his wife embraced the American culture a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but now it's gotten to the point where even that, I mean, like the Simpsons weren't complained about. They weren't told to change. They did this on their own accord. Yeah. Um, Matt Bloody Girling fantastic. That's the, a fucking sour. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry Elysian. <laughs> we should take a break and talk about this amazing sour so what, that I got from Wander. What are we drinking now? It's Wander. It is their seasonal sour. What? How do you it pronounce is, that? It is Sarara? No, it's Sauruha. Sauruha. Saruman. You know what? I had the lady at the counter help me practice saying it, and we've been talking so much that I can't remember, but I think it's Sauruha. Sauraha. 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 It's like sour. Sauraha. 
and a hop. Anyway, this is a sour blonde ale, and I've always, I've always, I love it when they sour blonde ale. Oh my god, this is sour. Oh, <laughs> yes. Holy shit. Um, blonde ales, uh, I believe. North Fork had a, a blonde ale that was a sour, and it you was absolutely fabulous. Blonde, right? This is we, right up there with that. We, we just drank this that beer. This is aged in oak barrels. It is 7.1% mm-hmm. alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. and this is made by Wander Brewing. Earlier this evening, I was at the North Fork Brewery, and I had the their their latest sour blonde. and uh, It's good, isn't it? It was a very terrific beer, but I don't think it brought the same clarity that this one does. They're both cascade, and and they're very familiar. I I I, I would almost gander that they they had a hand because I know I know there's a relationship between Wander and North Fork. I don't I'd almost I'd almost yes. Whoop, missed that. I I'd almost gander that this beer was almost talked about. It tastes very familiar to the North Fork's ver- version, but I would say that. And Bree's making faces about how sour it is, but you can taste the clarity in this beer. It is pretty sour. Compared to those... She didn't like Sour Patch Kids. kids. No, I don't. I don't like Sour Patch Kids. I like Skittles. Compared to this last beer we had where the sourness was muddied out by so many other different things in there, this one, you taste the sour and it's crisp. It hits you... Yeah. Yeah. Right away. It's but like it still has that, that blonde flavor. It's right. like sucking on a lemon. I mean, if I had to drink a sour, this would be a sour I would drink. I really appreciate that you brought this for me because it's a terrific Well, beer. I was it's thinking great. of you, asshole. So next time you pick on me, just remember, I buy beer for you. <laughs> Wait, you I know what, Bree? Thank you. You're awesome. Yeah. That's right, I am. You are. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, it's, it's good. Absolutely. What were we talking about? Easily oh, race form. relations. Go. I, I would think, yeah, it's <laughs> too serious. Um, this, I, it is too serious, but it me, is a subject that is foremost in America's mind. I just think that America has a lot of learning to do. Yeah. And country, coming so from, like, my wife's culture is very homogenized. Yeah. That culture is extremely homogenized. Our culture is not. One is not better than the other. I don't know. But yeah. well, we also I just wanted to state kind of how many cultures are homogenized. I'd just like to point out that I brought another Latino on the show just to kind of outweigh y'all. There, you should. You should. Yeah, but together you guys only make one. That's so. true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Close enough. You only make one. Although, talking, being around uh, Spanish speakers yes. actually saved my ass at work last week when I almost got my oh, ass. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. oh tell you us. need to tell that tell story us about this. now. Tell us about this. So, speaking of racial stereotypes, <sighs> um, I was at work. I was meeting a new client for the first time. I had his paperwork. He has been very difficult to get a hold of, so I'm already mildly annoyed because he doesn't answer his phone, doesn't answer his emails. We sent him a letter to just schedule, and he calls us about two hours before the meeting and says he can't come, so we had to reschedule. So I'm, I'm in there. I, I come, I call out his... So a really responsible person. Oh, like He's 20 years old, has a newborn oh. baby. His <gasps> girlfriend is almost 40, and he, she has a 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> This sounds like a background that was and made up by with, random. And they live with, they live with, uh, or random her house. Mom. No, they it's, live like with her the, mom. it's like the Mad Libs background. <laughs> but um, this, the so uh, I, I call it the young man's name, and he's pleasant. He's like, "Hi, how are you?" He's huge. Oh my god, he's like over, like probably about six five or bigger. Yeah, like gigantic man. Yeah, and is then, Samoan motherfucker. No, he's Mexican. Awesome. These, these people are all Mexican. So, okay. and you, you remember. So Carlos Mencia and his angry Mexican stereotypes. Never mind the fact that he was actually El Salvadorian. Uh, <laughs> well, 
He and makes, he also like, a not a very good eh, comedian. They're so, all yeah. the same. But he makes he makes these he makes <laughs> he these had one jokes. Stick. Yeah, and it was making poking fun of the stereotype. Yeah. Um, so I guess but the same one. You know, stereotype. Over and over. Um, yeah. If I had to really just like, boil it down for the simplicity yeah. of not sound like a total judgmental asshole, this little woman that follows behind this giant man is literally the walking stereotypes that you heard in '90s comedy. She would throw a shoe, and she was older than him because. <laughs> When you when you first said that, I bet I said I bet she's older because I know I, I can count on on two hands the number of young Mexican men that have spent time with older Mexican women, and the fact that I get it, I understand why it happens. And I mean, it's not I don't I don't judge like I go but in, but it I'm happens. Like, I'm I'm asking him questions, kind of talking to him about. There's a reason why there's a stereotype. There's a reason why there's a stereotype, <laughs> and I'm going through the f- and the first page of our form has you know address number who lives with you. There is a so, there, so there's a baby carriage in there as well. So it's the customer, his girlfriend, and their newborn. I'm like, so that must be the newborn, and you have a 13 year old daughter. He goes, oh, actually it's hers, um, but you know I'm like her stepdad. I've been with this person for how many years? I don't know, eight. probably. Um, and I'm like, okay, so last name on this. I'm like, oh, so this must be you. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. And she just glares at me yeah. and starts rattling off in Spanish to him. Oh. And luckily, I spent a lot of time with Yami recently and Berto and, Beto and Adela. And um, so the more I spend around, the more time I spend around Mexi- or Spanish speakers, um, the more words I pick up. And I can remember them because I used to be pretty fluent in it in Spanish yeah, yeah. for many years. Um, and she's calling me things like, this girl's a whore. She needs to learn to respect us. Um, wow. Let's see. She's a fucking bitch. Are you flirting with her? How are, why are you looking at her? Why are you laughing? Like, we're just I'm having a normal conversation wow. I have with anybody. My shirt was a little low. Didn't catch it, though. But I had a button-up sweater. So, I mean, mm. I don't know how else to stay, stop that. But... It is really hard with big tits. What did oh you my say? god! <laughs> He's commenting about my boobs. Um, so, anyways, uh, so I'm Podcast. just talking. Yeah. Keep the funny. Talking about keep the funny. Uh, you know what he wants that. to do. His old his old jobs. I'm like, you know, it looks like you. So it sounds like you just walked off the job. Um, did you burn a bridge? Would you have a good reference there? Do you want to go back to work? Is that the work you like? He goes, oh, yeah, I love this job. This job was the was the greatest job. Just didn't get along with this person. Anger problems. He actually has been seeing an anger management counselor hmm. on and really? off since he was 12. Well, he, I, I guess, always imagine little dudes have I guess he watched problems. his dad get murdered by cops in California when he was 12. <laughs> oh. So bringing back around the race card. <laughs> um, so well, that that is a vicious kind of... It feeds it, it does. It does feed itself. And then, so she, and th- so I'm like, oh, so would you want to go back? And then this woman, she stops and stares at me seriously. She goes, I don't like that job. Okay. And why don't you like that job? I don't like it for him. <laughs> why don't you like it for him? He's saying he loved it, that he had a great time. What's yeah. what's going on? He, was he was he getting angry? Was he was he tired? Was he just not home? Or was he working weird hours? I just don't like that job. I don't think he should ever do it again. Well, lady, you're not the person I'm working with. I'm working with him. I'm actually telling her this. I'm a little more respectful, but yeah. bottom line, I was basically like, you two need to talk about what he wants, what he's going to be doing for a living on your own time mm-hmm. when you're at home like a couple. But whatever he and I talk about, that's what we're going to work towards. So you two sort it out. Totally cool. We're not making decisions today. Mm-hmm. 
And then she starts continuing to call me bitch and tell me to respect her. And um, like I made I made some kind of offhand comment, and it was kind of funny. So we kind of we kind of laughed a little. But he and I were laughing about it. And then um, so we're talking about kind of his schedule, and she she just randomly goes, "I'm the strict one in the relationship." <laughs> what? What are we talking about? I was asking about his school. You're strict. Okay, cool. You're strict. And I kind of smile. I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. She goes, you think that's funny? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, that was the mic drop right there. Like, oh, oh shit's going to go down. Okay, yes. Yeah, you think that's funny? Because it's not. I'm being serious. I'm like, I understand that. Well, why are you laughing then? Wow. Well, because it's a really random thing for someone to say. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about family or who does what in your relationship. That's none of my goddamn business. Mm. Weird. That's she, an she didn't say that to her face. Yeah, Notice that she had to take a moment. drink at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so this of, it, of beer she absolutely yeah. fucking so hates. She gets up, grabs the baby There's carriage, this, by the way. and leaves. Yeah. leaves the, I'm like, I, I told her, like, I asked, I asked that because at that point, I'm like, you can leave if you want. Please go. But mm-hmm. she goes out there, and I can hear her talking on the phone, or she was trying to talk to some. She's talking to somebody. Just bursts back into the interview room, mm-hmm. grabs his phone out of his pocket, <laughs> and leaves. She didn't want her him getting your digits. Wow. I, I don't know. Then she comes back in, puts Why it back she... in his pocket, and yeah. then leaves. And then comes back in, asks him for his phone again, and they start rattling they start rattling off in Spanish again. And they're they're getting faster, so I can't keep up very well. Yeah. And she gets his phone and she goes back out. And she's sitting she, there's a window behind me, and so we, we can hear the lobby. And she's rattling off in Spanish and it's murmured, I can't hear it, but he picks up on it and just like turns his whole focus to whatever's going on behind me. Yeah. She comes in and uh, <coughs> he's like, I heard you talking to your mom. You're leaving? Yeah, I'm going to go. I, d- I don't know why I'm here. I don't need to be here for this. And then starts again rattling off in Spanish because she doesn't want me to know. And at this point, I've told this guy, I've, under- I've caught about 90% of what you've said. Yeah. Guys aren't being very nice to me now. Stop it. <laughs> um, and he was very apologetic, and but I saw a, f- a switch go off in his fa- and when he that when this phone conversation was going behind me, he got angry, <sighs> big guy. So, um, he's like, "I heard you're taking the baby and leaving. You're not taking the baby." And I'm like, "Do you guys need to go outside and have a minute?" Yeah, I no shit. Just, like my hands, like getting ready for the panic button. <laughs> um, you have a panic button. I have a panic button. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you were being. I want one. No, I actually have a panic button. Oh shit! Um, no one would cool. come to mind, but. <laughs> but um, just so, panicking. That's cute. So then he. So then they go outside and they're arguing. Like I open the door and I'm standing in the doorway of my little office space. It's you know tiny. Yeah. And. He brings, they, they start fighting over the baby carriage. Physically? In my lobby. Yeah, like oh yanking God. on this baby carriage with a, like a one-month-old baby. Oh, jeez. And he pulls it out of her arms and sits back in the office room with the baby, holding onto it, and stares at me and says, let's continue the meeting. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? Maybe he's like, it's going to be fine. She's going to go. I just have to have the baby. And then she comes back in, and I'm I'm now standing and like getting back into a corner because I have this huge dude on one side, <coughs> and this yeah. little you could lady. take him, you could take him. The dude, no girl, maybe, but this little lady who's already looking for a fight, just screaming at each other in Spanish, yanking on the baby carriage. <sighs> and I'm like, you know what? We're done. Just please leave. Yeah. So. Holy shit. Yeah. And so what happened after that? So that was my last claim of the day. I got I was able to go I was able to go home five minutes after. Yeah. Um, she got arrested. Well, you were really upset. From the, building. Like the next day, you were still like. I was really shaking. upset. Like, well, it's big dude, small. Like that, my office well, space is maybe the size of this table. 
Yeah. Like that's my the interview rooms are tiny. Yeah. I get a table and a half. My office. My office is bigger, <laughs> but the interview room is tiny. It's we not don't the size meet, of your office. People, we don't meet people in our office spaces. Yeah. But um, she got arrested because she started screaming at him in the other side of the building and got banned from ever coming back to the the, the building again. So. Wow. Let's hope she doesn't have any benefits. So Right? Clearly, clearly, they were having some sort of serious personal issue yeah, going on that spilled over into your. Is, yeah, pretty much. Thing. The security guard came in the next day. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like so you're stirring up some love trouble. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know me, the home record. Love trouble. Love trouble. <laughs> love trouble. That's it's like the it's all name about of my you, next ain't it, girl? I'm like, yep, all about me because so, you know I can't keep my hands up. But apparently. So, he had been flirting with a waitress and yeah. the night before and flirting with the bus driver and flirting with the girl on the street and flirting yeah. with the girl at the grocery store. Yep. And for me, it's like he's 20. Somebody's young, not so confident. And someone <laughs> is insecure, maybe a little bit of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And whew, that, that's that, exactly what happens when you date somebody younger. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's is that he either cheated on her recently and they were still dealing with that, or he's yeah, like he's doing a lot of flirting and stuff in front of her and pissing. Or he's not even old enough to drink yet. Extremely insecure. He's not even old enough to drink yet. Kid's got a lot of growing to do. He's twenty. Oh. Exactly, oh. and Jeez. and he's twenty years that. old. This woman's what in her forties? Close yeah. to her forties, either mm. in her forties or she's in her thirties, late thirties, uh, early forties. And I think she is very insecure. Yeah, obviously. And he's still a kid. Yeah. She's a mommy. That's basically what it is. She's a mommy for three. Wow. So I feel awful about that situation, but at the same time, I was like, wow, this is really reinforcing all the things that we're trying to eliminate from our society. Mm-hmm. What do you mean eliminate? Going stereotypes. Back to the stereotypes and going yeah. back into equal opportunities for different races. I mean, a lot of the racism stems from the stereotypes that we see in entertainment. Absolutely, and absolutely. These people were living and walking the talk. Like literally, she was the little angry Mexican woman who was about ready to, who wanted to punch me the minute she saw me. Like was not happy to see me at all. Because well, yeah, a lot of that is self fulfilling prophecies mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. it, as I said before, everything kind of feeds upon itself when you go around. You get to see these stereotypes in movies, and then you see the stereotypes in peoples, even though. These are individuals that mm-hmm. may not be like these other individuals, and you know mm-hmm. it's it's quite sad. But yeah. you know what? As a society, we're we, I think we are working on it. I don't know if we've gotten there. I don't think we we're, have. We're at getting all. there. We're getting there. We're, we're um, moving anywhere near as it. Long I as don't. I think my grandchildren might see most of it. As long as we're making progress, Some of it, right? Maybe. Like like as long as we don't like invite the Trump into our life, I feel like we're making. Footsteps. The triumphs the, of Crump. We're making footsteps into the right direction. Yeah. That scares me, you know, because every time somebody like him gets popular, like every Hitler, time it, you Hitler? mean uh, no, our last fifteen Republican uh, yeah, presidential no, yeah. candidates, it brings out the little fascist knee jerk shit out in in people, you know, and all of a sudden you get, you know, you get those crazy, you hear those crazy stories. They're already starting up. I'm already seeing them. You know, this crazy shit happening where the people like my theory about Trump is that he's like people who are secretly racist are really into him because they want it. They see him as like their little conduit back to the earlier era where we could say certain words. American family values. Yeah. 
And we want to go back to that. And it's just, it starts to bring that out in people. And you start seeing that, the, you know, you start seeing stories about, like, uh, I remember when George W. Bush got into office. You started, and the Iraq war started. You had right-wingers calling in death threats and doing, like, to, mm-hmm. for, for protests and stuff. It happened right in Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Twice, actually. And you have a bomb threat. Yeah. And in Seattle, near Seattle, you had a guy in a truck run, plow, try plowing into a group of protesters. And it just brings out that weird impulse like that. It's like that, you know, like society and civility keeps it all in. And then Do as you, soon as you get don't you, a Trump. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think society and civility keeps it in. Well, I think it's the last throws, like the temper tantrum of the kid who is finally being punished for something he's yeah. done. Yeah, and and that that's what all of that reminds me of. Yeah, and so it scares me when They're I see screaming and yelling this most ridiculous rhetoric. Yeah, that you probably couldn't even get away with in 1968, yeah. let alone 21st century. But they're still going to say it because it's dying. Yeah. It's but a dying I, idea. It's a dying ideal. Yeah. But when it you, is dying, when you see like the story about Trump saying I he hope. wants to punch a guy at his rally and everybody's cheering. And I'm just going, oh, God, that's the tip of the iceberg for that little, that little, you know, we want to punch the guy who's different. But our we society is about black way. and white. We I, love yeah. black and white. We love the good and evil. Yeah, I that, know. Why do you think I religions know. have clammed on to people so, for so long? Because people want that black and whiteness. Yeah, they, yeah. And it's not about race at some point. It's about that's evil and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what people want to feel. And uh, that's that scares me. Why we that. have it? I just remembered the I mean, the thing I was trying to describe earlier. The most eloquent way to put it to words. I am so happy my brain's catching Excellent. back up. Is okay. there a cock joke in it? No. <laughs> God damn it! Fuck! I'm so tuning this it, out. It came up when you guys were talking about the last throws, and there's a lot of issues. A lot of the issues I see from on both ends of the spectrum, or both teams, whatever you want to call it. Teams. Is that Red people? People are being blamed for the acts of others. Mm-hmm. Or my generation's getting blamed for the inequalities and the issues that our parents weren't able to act, weren't able to fix. Um, and really? So, the, so, hold on, let me finish my fucking point. <laughs> so, I was interrupting my point. I'm a tangential. I need to like get it out, or Focus. I'm gonna forget it. Focus. Stay on target. Vomit it. Stay on target. I have only I have puked six times a day. Red I would five. Like to keep I'm it going there. in. Yes. <laughs> um. So you're in the pipe. Five by five. <laughs> Um, I have you now. No, so so when when a lot of the civil rights movement started back in the '60s with our with my grandparents and my parents. Yeah. Um, Saves to Chavez. If you open your mouth one more time, I will punch you. This is really hard. Oh I am God. very hungover. This is turning into a Trump rally. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, so wait, they rally. So sort of. the the movements weren't resolved. With that generation, and so the blame gets to be continued to carry on for the next generation. Whereas my generation, like I was saying about how we were, we felt kind of pushed into embracing equality, and which is fine. We should be exposed to that stuff through our entertainment and our People schools. People tend to need to be pushed. Yes, but so we, we got into pushed traffic. into that. So when we're getting, we're finally to the point where we're voting now and making our like stepping onto the big huge world. Mm-hmm. We're being told we're racist. Doesn't matter if we're black, Mexican, white, ginger. Doesn't for, matter. For what? Reason for just because of ginger, I like being <laughs> hanging on to my favorite race. Ginger. It's the older generations <laughs> holding on to the things that weren't solved the way they wanted them to be solved, and you know, 
it might be their way of saying you have the power to change it and you should change it now because you're the up and coming right. generation. But at the same time, the way it comes across is your mommy and daddy hated me, so you're probably going to hate me too because your mommy and daddy didn't teach you any better. And so we're getting the backlash of that a lot. Hmm. Um, so that's where, because I mean, my brother and I have, we're totally different. Very conservative, right winged brother in the Marines who actually, I might worry, I am worried that he might be openly racist because he got into this Black Lives Matter debate and was defending the white guy, even though his birth certificate also says Hispanic. Um, he refuses to accept that he's Mexican or part Mexican or Hispanic or Latin, whatever you want to call it. He refuses. You get to, to self-identify. He, he, he writes white on It everything. is one of those, those conundrums, I think, that could only happen in a place like this that was originally owned by the Spain and, and inhabited by people of Mexico. And all of a sudden, this white people come in and just take over and don't know what to call the other people. Yep. That's <laughs> pretty much where you get his. So, yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, so, and I'm I'm very liberal. I'm very I embrace pretty much all the new thoughts that are. I'm I'm a socialist. I'm just gonna out myself. I'm a socialist. Um, <gasps> oh my goodness! No way! A millennial is a socialist? <gasps> oh my god! Dude, that's gonna get you fired. You just want right. free stuff. I totally like the way you move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But a lot of the points my brother was making against his one of his best friends, who was black. So this was this just this argument killed a, a, a friendship between someone I've known since they were in diapers. Yeah. Um, about how he's expected to behave certain ways and do certain things because of because of the fact he is white. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have black friends. I I I'm in the Marines. We we all we go we go in together and we die together. Um. He's becoming racist because he's feeling it backlashing on him. I don't know, hmm. but and Weird. it really stems because it comes from people who have who have no idea like what we were exposed to, how we grew up, and that because mom and dad didn't help solve the civil rights movements back in the '60s, in the earlier '50s, what have you. Yeah, the hate's being carried over to the next generation. So on one side, you've got this hate that is really misdirected. And should be considered, instead of criticizing, should be coaching. Mm -hmm. This is how we can fix problems. Whereas the other side hasn't had that equal opportunity. They don't get options. The military is not into fixing problems. No, they're not. <laughs> so that's why it's kind of like a weird mixed bag for me, this issue. Because I'm like, there, yes, there should be more inclusion for everybody, absolutely. But at the same time, it's we're so awkward about approaching it. Mm -hmm. Because there's merit on both ends, right? But there's a there's a really good Facebook post where it says everyone's sitting at the dinner, but Bob has no food, and Bob asks for food, and everyone goes, "That's right, everyone should have food." But then no one gets Bob food, so Bob is still starving. <laughs> and that could be the same. That's and that's mm -hmm. a, a good analogy for the Black Lives Ma the Black Lives Matter movement because, yeah, they should have these equal rights, but and no one's making the move to take care of it, to fix it, to make it work. Because there's this backlash, there's this huge, strong backlash that. But I, I think I think people. I think it being on the forefront is a really important thing. Um, beginning I the conversation. To, uh, a podcast called "The Smartest Man in the World," um, ah, which we've all been groups. to. Um, well, he hasn't, but you're going to it in June, because um, <laughs> uh, he's going to be in Tacoma, and we're coming down to stay with you then, and and it's it's going to happen. But he actually brings up the fact that. 
Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's definitely nothing new. It happened in 1968, in 69, in 70, in 71, in 72, in 73, yeah. when the Watts riots happened. And, and I think it was 73. Wasn't it 73? I think it was 73. I have no idea. But I could be wrong. Um, but these, this thing was happening then, and it's still happening now. And I think that's one of the biggest tragedies mm-hmm. of our society that we went, oh, it happened. Oh, it was so terrible, and, and, and you guys are equal rights now, and you can go to the same schools. And then that was pretty much it. People are still getting shot yeah. by the authority that is supposed to be protecting them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it, 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 how does that not make people angry? Bob still does not have food, everybody. Exactly. Bob still doesn't have food. Fucking you know, Bob. a few minutes ago, I joked about you know you wanting free stuff because you're a socialist. Um, yeah. I, a conservative friend of mine posted a little comic that was all about Bernie Sanders telling him a bedtime story about, and then you'll get free college, and you'll get free, you know, you'll get a, a free car, and you'll get, and then I, you know, and I pointed out the fact that um, that might have merit if we hadn't spent the last thirty years funneling all of the money up to you know out of the hands of those people. It's like they're not looking for free shit; they're looking for their fair share of stuff. Well, to be honest whole. with you, we're one of the few countries in the world that doesn't have free university. Yeah, Mexico has free Let me show you guys something, yeah, and this is going to make uh, me cry and embarrass me a little bit. So speaking of free school and reasons why I wish we can somehow fix the school problems, let me show you my loans for the lo- for five years of college. Yeah. Actually, I don't think it's all my loans. I think it's only half of my loans. Yeah. Hold on. For how many years? So huh? I had two years of undergraduate that I needed loans for, and then mm-hmm. I had, oh, no, four years. So two years of undergraduate. In two years of graduate school. Yeah. Let's see here. So what did you do? You paid for two years out of your own pocket? Yeah. Wow. I didn't have the money. Your yeah. pocket or your daddy's pocket? Mine. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, 23000 here. Yikes. Eight. So less than nine, a car. But you know what? Eight. Eight. More than a car nine. now. Yeah. I, they just told now me, they, they really said, congratulations, your interest has been added. I got an email that actually said so that. So you basically have about 50 grand in loans. I am yeah. at actually $61,473.22. Yeah. That, wow. That's a nice car. Hence the reason why uh, um, Dave joined the military, because they paid off his loan. He paid off his $50,000 student could, loan. Wow. You could go to work for the, like, the local government, and they'll pay off a chunk of your loan. They'll give you like, No, they don't. Yeah. Well, it depends on the circumstances. There's a, there's a it, only if it relates... To the program that you, so they'll put you through school for the program that relates as long as it you need that degree for the work. Um, and then there's a 10 year state nonprofit or state forgiveness program where you wander still make those s- wander sour easily. Of four oh, yeah, half. sorry, beer. Oh, yeah, um, n- definitely four, four and a half. Um, brilliant beer. Apologize for. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And I'm gonna. The rant is important, and it I needs to be rant. heard. I will rant. All uh, day I'm long. gonna. I'm gonna move over to the Bree side of the force here and say that I wasn't that crazy about it. I mean, I'm gonna give it a. I'm Not the dark a, or light side. The Bree side. Um, I'm I am give, my own force. That's you right. are your own force. I'm gonna give that wander sour. You know what? Free. Poncho was his own force too. Yeah. You must reckon with. Me. I wasn't that crazy about it. I kept getting a vinegary kind of. It was very lemony. Out of it. But yeah. I don't like yeah. sours off the get go. It, it was a very clean sour. It didn't. I didn't have that weird aftertaste. My yeah. drink, which is nice. I don't mind sours. It's just I was getting I, every every so often I get a little bit of a vinegar. The wood kind of taste, taste in there it. was the the, the yeah. flavor of the cask aged in would come yeah. out. And there was the clarity and the crispness yeah. and the, to the sourness, and then you could taste yeah. just the faintest hint of yeast in there. 
This it's, this this beer was masterfully done. Yeah, masterfully. well, well, yes, it was. It was. Absolutely. It was. I didn't hate it. I just did. I wasn't head over heels. Give me a number, bitch. It, give me a number. Three. three. I four, give it a three. Middle five. of the road. Yeah. Four and a half. Middle of the road. Three I is can. not middle of the road. Three is One three is a beer you've enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I said that. I will abstain yeah. from voting I because I like am biased against sours <laughs> in general. Not your style. I, right. I think this was. I, like I, I do. Well, you know what? We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're we're gonna. We're gonna give love a chance, and uh, we're going to finish off this podcast with the global mutt Baltic yeah, Porter, which I think yeah. we've all given it four and a half or five. Five, at this point. five. eight, yeah. ten, twenty. I shall pour now. Talk amongst yourselves. I just felt the tip <laughs> of my. And it's kind of like moist and wet. And like well, uh, I might be excited. Are you touching yourself? Anticipating. Uh, look at his hand. What's his yeah. hand like, is, is moving in There's a some way. rubbing happening, and it's <laughs> mostly happening on his penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Global Mutt, fucking forget about it. As long as it's not nitro. Like, I had the nitro version, and the nitro... Like this is this is one of the yeah. few beers that you, you stick a nitro in it, and then you add extra foaminess and bubbles and yeah. air to it and yeah. it almost it took away from the flavor it, it did detract yeah. a little bit because this this is a very heavy beer and it relies very much on it being heavy that bitch um, should coat your tongue not be like sitting on top of I it I like the nitro <laughs> I like dark beers that feel light to me because that means I can have another glass Mike I don't know your description of this beer is kind of turning me on a little bit so mm-hmm. I'm going to go make a little side trip a side trip this this this, this this beer is very much like, uh, you know, when you're being touched and then somebody wants to touch some more and they come up behind you. And then they just like on the outside, they just give you like this little bit. of. You tickle. told me you liked that. That's what I'm saying. It's, OK, I'm, I like this, this is what he's describing is something. He I was going to say he's a communicate. You just what he likes. And you what do, he you like. do a little bit of this. He's motion. communicated with us so hand. much what he likes. He needs, he needs to ask for more hand. I, it's fear. Less blow, more what, hand. What, what it really I'd like more cowbell. I think what it comes down to is I'm afraid that people aren't going to like me if I ask for what I want. So I try not to offend. I try to I, I try to please. I try to be like a pleaser. When you can be a pleaser and still tell people what you like. Yeah. You can be a pleaser and ask for what you need. Okay. Okay. I, I, I might do that. I might do that. I think I'll probably already do that because at this point I I can't back out because now it's like public. You know, it's out yeah, it's it's uh, it's out in the ether. It's on the we're interwebs. Up with you, you need to have this conversation by next week. I need to have this actually. Conversation no, we're the we, podcast is released. We're not. Yeah, but we're we'll we'll get an update in later episodes of 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 Mike's sexual endeavors. Um, no, I th- I think it's his his words. Hmm. I think we should call it Mike's words. Hmm. It should be it should be a section of our podcast called. Mike's words. If we had a website, Mike would have his own blog, and it would be all about Mike's penis. Yeah, but you know that all that all said. I mean, this this Mike has spent the last portion of his life so far from a microphone. And it, it's fuck t- you. That's good beer. I apologize, Mike. It, yeah, it is. And, and I said the same thing. Only I did set it off, Mike. But it was. I I yeah. As you said, wet. My shorts are gone. They're done. I'm gonna have yeah. to change. So good. Like if you're into, if like you're you're into the dark beers, like if you're into porters and stouts, this beer will just fucking slap you in the fucking face and go, pay attention to me. Wasn't this the first beer we had on the podcast? It was. It was. This, this beer is what made us. 
I, I don't even want to call it a prank call. It was a love call. It was, it was a love call. It, it, we we yeah. drunk dialed yeah. fucking Wander right after we had this. Well, beer. The, the motive for calling them was we wanted to tell them at that <laughs> how moment how happy we, we were with the beer. How much we loved their fucking beer. Yeah, so I don't know if it was a prank call. I mean, it wasn't like we were. Uh, so no, it wasn't a prank. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to Although interrupt I think they interpreted it that for way. something very important. Yes. It's very important. Today is February 27th. It is. It is now. It is Pokemon Day. It is. <laughs> it is Pokemon Day. It is 20 years old. Wow! Today. Today. Holy 20 years crap. old today. Meaning, what? What are they basing that on? I mean, is that the the, the original the video game when it came out in Japan? I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or the card Pokemon. The card game or the the video game? No, the video the game video was first, came out first in 1996. Yeah. Well, yes, nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six is when the original video game came out. They released the anime and the card game almost simultaneously after that because it was wow. such a huge hit. Wow! And then wrote the books. Isn't that funny? And I mean, then eventually the uh, show came out. Took over the world. There's probably <laughs> five hundred plus Pokemon. How many Pokemon are there? I can only remember the first one hundred fifty because of the Pokemon rap. Thank you, Saturday morning. There's a there, there's actually a follow up to the Pokemon rap where they talk about how there's now 600. And <laughs> One of my favorite Pokemon. things that he does is call it Pokemon. I know, I love that too. <laughs> You're dumb. It's my favorite thing he does. <laughs> it's Pokemon, and there's another word you 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 use all the time. No, I use that. I use friend um, face, but uh, finger no. blasting. No, <laughs> well. <laughs> Finger blasting is always. Oh my, my god! Favorite. Yeah, there's an updated uh, Pokemon with 718 god. Pokemon. Yes, as so I said, 718 Pokemon. I say we, I say long. we all clink glasses in a toast to the brewers at Wander. Salud, Wander, on our way, and Pokemon on our way for your 20 of years of Pokemon and our what? Two almost two years, yes. three years. Two. Two. Almost two years yes. of Beer Plus 3 and Wander. Episode 100, we're fucking looking forward to you. Well, this is epi- yes, episode this is 80. This is 80. This is 80. We only got 20 more. So. And guess where we're going to end up? I could bend you. Drunk and in the gutter. I could eat you <laughs> from a bend. You could. You could. Oh, I think I should bend. Okay. So let's say goodnight to, I don't know, Dave... Uh, Good night, new listeners. We have a lot of new listeners. Yeah, the guy in Australia. Pokemon! Uh, oh, Paul Lynch? Paul, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. We'll say goodnight to Dave. Paul. Good night to Paul. Yeah. Good night to the people at Wander. Good night to the people. Good night to your phone, really. You just Good night. need to stop that right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Horribly distracting. I love you, but it was, it was really distracting. It's supposed to be distracting. That's the point. <laughs> Good night, Pikachu. <laughs> Good night, Pikachu. <laughs> Do you know um, in, night, the World Cup, in the World Cup, in the World Cup, Japan's team, yeah. their and their mascot mascot is Pikachu. It's on every <laughs> single one of their uniforms, and Pikachu comes out in every single one of their games. <laughs> so, and how awesome is Japan? That's yeah. how fucking awesome Japan is. Yeah. And good night, Sailor Moon. And you know what? Um, final thoughts. You've already said yours. You yeah. go, sir. Good night, Sailor Uranus. She's actually a badass Sailor Scout, by the sailor way. Sailor Uranus? Yeah. Uranus. She's really Oh, cool. is there really a Uranus? Yeah, she and Neptune are the lesbian couple. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah, right? I have a daughter who's into it, so I know this. Sailor, yeah, sailor, sailor Uranus. Really sailor Uranus. Wow, man. I, I had no clue. I Sailors know. don't keep secrets. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You've never seen Kids in the Hall brain candy? No. You have oh, to watch that fucking movie. You have to watch Okay. It. Our next episode, we are going to feature 
Brain Candy. Okay. That's a good movie. The Kids in the Hall movie. It yeah. is a fabulous movie. Yeah. It is fucking brilliant. We'll talk about it then. We're all going to watch Brain Candy. Yes. Not Final me, thoughts. because I'm, I'm a guest star on the podcast. <laughs> we still love you. It's okay. Oh, you're going to be here in a couple. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. We'll call you. We'll get your opinion on are you, do you have any more final thoughts or anything? Like you want headlights? I am. You wanna... It is. It is almost. It is almost nine o'clock p.m. Yeah. And I think I have finally recovered from my hangover. So good night, Yay. world. Yay. I'm off to bed. Good night, Dave. Good night, Paul. Good night, all of you listening to us here. We good, love you. Good night. Good night, man. As the first synthetic American to win an Oscar for my fantastic performance in episode 72, I just want to say, you like me. You really, really like me. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora, Rick Anderson, and Bree Edwards. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Stupid joke We all tell stupid pretty stupid jokes, don't we? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I want, volunteering. I want to... Yes, uh, my wife loves stupid jokes. And trust <laughs> me, her jokes are stupid. Oh, jeez. So stupid, they're not even funny. <laughs> oh. Ohio? Come here. What? Uh, <laughs> it's a Mexican joke, and it's kind of adorable but ridiculous at the <clears> same time. Yeah. What's? The, I want to hear the joke. What's the? What's the joke? Did you hear about the guy whose whole left side was cut off? He's all right now. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like one my wife would like. <laughs> like the joke I made yesterday. We were watching the new Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. What? And uh, Did you say the new Crouching Tiger? Yes, Hidden? they made another movie. Yeah. And the, one of the major reasons I watch it is because Michelle Yeoh is in it, and she's the goddess of my universe. Really? I love Michelle Yeoh. I've loved her since the 80s. Like she's sexy yeah. to you. Oh, yeah. I wondered why she the baseball was getting bigger than it hit me. Oh, she does to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're watching Crouch and Dagger, Hidden Dragon, The yeah. Sword of Destiny. Yeah. Basically, uh, um, Michelle Yeoh's character actually went and hid the sword, that green dragon sword or whatever it was called. Uh, green Destiny, I think, is actually what it's called. And she goes and hides it, and then uh, these big bad guys are after it now. Whatever. But she says, this sword in the right hand. And I go, well, don't use your left. (laughs) (laughs) My wife laughed for like 20 minutes on that one stupid fucking joke. I wasn't originally going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. Uh... I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was good. I like that one. (laughs) Nice. One of my favorite things I ever did to my wife, and this is when we still lived in Mexico, I think um, it was when Dave and, and Jason and all those guys came down. Uh, I, we were in the car, 
And uh, we, me and Dave or somebody were talking about stupid jokes. And I, and, I, and I said, here's one. I don't think my wife has heard it. And I turned to my wife and said, how do you keep a turkey in suspense? And then I just go, we go back to the conversation. And my wife sits there in silence for minutes upon minutes and goes, I'm the turkey, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> that made the joke so much better. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy who invented lifesavers? They say he made a mint. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> a ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer. A bartender says, sorry, we don't serve food here. <laughs> Let that sit for a second. The like <laughs> guy walked like into a bar one. had a headache for a week. <laughs> 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 Went on a pleasure cruise the other day. I took my mother-in-law to the airport. <laughs> oh no! Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, they'd be chicken sedans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the groan factor is getting a little too high. Now. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't it's, know. I don't know if we can continue with that. But I'm, all, st- I'm starting to pucker. But all of that, all of that, all of that said, <laughs> sedans, coops, especially submarines, because I want you to know, Jeff. I'm on a submarine mission for you, you baby. baby. I feel that the way you were going, I pictured you up on the TV screen. I feel your undercurrent flowing, submission, submission, down, down, <laughs> it's, it's the sex dragging me down, yeah, yeah. submission. Love the sex business. I can't yeah. tell you what I found. You've got me pretty deep, baby. I can't figure out your watery love. I gotta love your mystery. Oh, I love You're your mystery. setting it out in heaven above. Submission, submission, going down, down. It's dragging, dragging me, me down. down. Submission. I or can't as tell he might you. say, it, it's dragging me down. <laughs> and there's a mission mystery under the sea and an octopus rock under the water. Submission. There's an octopus rock under the water. Oh, this is from Little Mermaid, isn't it? <laughs> No, I think this is a Ringo Starr song. (laughs) You're dragging me down. An underwater secret, baby. Oh, share it. I'm on a submarine mission. I feel the way you were going. I pictured up it on the TV screen. I feel your undercurrent flowing submission. Mecca lecca high. Mecca lecca ho. Mecca lecca hiney ho. Jeff. I've got a nose. You've got a nose. But I think we're ready to go, go, go. Noses? Absolutely. I like that. I wish I had my camera up. I would have taken a picture of that. That would have been beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to Beer Plus Three. We, we. (laughs) (laughs) We, we. Welcome to Beer Plus Three. We, we. (laughs) We, 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 we. Welcome to Beer Plus Three. (laughs) I, we haven't opened another beer yet. You can have the rest of that one, though. Want weed beer? Yeah, pour it in there. Yeah, weed beer is good. Should we pour one before you do the intro? Actually, there's more right there. Or well, yeah, wanna, pour one. You want to switch to another one? <laughs> God, Jeff. I like I was married to you for a minute. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to want a hand job and a blow job, all at the same time, like him. <laughs> We were supposed to wait until we were married for that? Just lick the tip and just rub the shit out nope. of the chat. 
When you're married, you don't get that anymore. <laughs> and then slap me in the face and call me Hoobly Doo. <laughs> Your Highness Hoobly Doo. 